What's going on, Abstract Sports Nation? Welcome to episode 65 of the Abstract Sports Podcast, where we bring sports back to life with a unique perspective on the game from abstract yet popular angles. We're coming at you live on Facebook, as always. I see Alice and Eric have joined the show. Uh, They may have left because I took 10 minutes to do my prepping. Uh, Before the show started, I tried doing a different setup in the other room with a green screen and I had backdrops and and all kinds of stuff and that just didn't work out. So I guess I added some music to the intro this time. Maybe it sounds a little better. Just, I don't know, let me know. Give me some feedback. Always looking forward to some feedback. Uh, Things that have happened since the last time we talked. Went and checked out that movie called A Star is Born with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. I gotta say... It was a damn good movie. It was very sad. It was very heavy. But it was a great movie. Very well done. I didn't realize that Bradley Cooper produced or helped direct that movie. Um, but it was really good. And Lady Gaga did an extremely good job of being her, being an actress in her first movie. So shout out to Lady Gaga. I love her. She puts out good music as well. Uh, recent articles on the blog don't really have any but you can go check some stuff out go to abstractsports.com and without further ado I think we're just going to get this thing going alright guys welcome to episode 65 let's get this thing underway All right, so we're going to start off with a little bit of NBA action. Uh, the season tips off in just six days. That, that, so next Tuesday, the season tips off. I'm really looking forward to that, obviously. I'm a big basketball guy. A um, <clears throat> uh, couple of things in the news recently in basketball. Uh, the Lakers, tonight they play um, the Warriors, and they will, they will have Lonzo and LeBron playing in the game tonight. Lonzo is the backup to, I believe, Rajon Rondo. So you can look forward to seeing him in action with LeBron. Uh, but then some other weird news that was going on today was Jimmy Butler. So today he returned to practice after an injury season, um, after talks of wanting a trade and wanting to get out of Minneapolis, Minnesota uh, with the Timberwolves and go somewhere else like the Clippers or anywhere, basically anywhere in L.A. or New York. He wanted to go to a big market. He's a big-time player who can make make a big difference in any franchise. Um, and I think if he was going to go anywhere, I would think the Clippers or either of the New York teams, the Brooklyn Nets or the New York Knicks, he would have been a good fit there because they both kind of need some guys to lead them to the to glory and, and introduce a winning culture in those places. Um, you know, the Nets, they have an interesting team, a pretty young team over there. But the Knicks, you know, they don't have Carmelo Anthony anymore. Um, it's been a couple of years now, but, uh, you know, the New York Knicks, they always need a really big star. Jimmy Butler could have been that guy. But since he returned back to practice today, apparently he came in just guns a blazing. And I, and I mean that in a competitive way. Basically, he is just putting his teammates in positions where he can dominate them. 
and he was talking a lot of trash. He was yelling at the administration. Basically, the like Coach Thibodeau was there, and he was saying that you guys cannot win without me. You can't win without me, and just you know, lots of expletives here and there. Apparently, uh, I listened to a preview of this interview with uh, Jimmy Butler and Rachel Nichols. It's going to air tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Jump, I believe. So you can see the full thing there. But it, this this interview is Jimmy Butler just being honest. And he, that's kind of how he described his experience at practice today. He was just like, I was just being brutally honest. And he said that at one point, Carl Anthony Towns was, uh, was, or he was guarding Carl Anthony Towns in the post. And, you know, Jimmy Butler's a guard. Carl Anthony Towns is a big guy. He should be able to take on Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy just kept talking smack, and then and Carl Anthony Towns uh, would pass the ball out of the post because he couldn't do anything with it. Um, so Jimmy Butler was just like, dude, come on, bring it on, let's go. we got to get up to, up to tempo. Season tips off in six days. And Jimmy Butler was just talking about how he was so passionate about the game. Uh, like he is born to do what he does, and he just can't stand how people in practice are not going at the same intensity as him. And according to Adrian Wojnarowski, uh, the guy who drops the Woj bombs, uh, he was saying that players came away from the practice feeling energized and kind of in in shock because they hadn't been going like they hadn't been going that hard at practice and training camp and things like that. So having Jimmy around has done them some favors, but it's also kind of caused an awkward silence among the team. So we'll it'll be interesting to see that interview when it comes out. I'm hoping I can find the full thing. Uh, since I don't have cable, maybe I can catch it on the, online somewhere. But um, I always love hearing and seeing professional athletes be candid with the public in, in these interviews. It gives an insight into their lives and their thinking and the way that they do things. And it kind of debunks any of the myths that media tends to put out into the public. Um Obviously, the media tends to sensationalize everything. And so when you get a one-on-one interview with Jimmy Butler, letting him just kind of go off and tell his side of the story, there's no way that it can get misconstrued if you go back to that source. So uh, one thing that I appreciate about those uh, one-on-one interviews. Uh, In other basketball news, I have wanted to do an NBA preview show. um, And it's going to have to come very soon. The thing is that I've been... uh, trying to get in contact with this guy here in town who wants to do the show with me. He's a big basketball guy. He's always looking for people to talk basketball with, uh, but he's an extremely busy dude. Um, I'm a busy guy. This guy's equally as busy, if not more. I mean, he's got something going on every day of the week. And so he was saying that the earliest he could do anything would be Tuesday night. Um, the hard part about that is packing an NBA preview show into one night could be kind of difficult and I kind of wanted to uh, you know target each team individually and talk about each team if we did it in one night it would be like a, a rapid run through of of each team and what we think they're going to be able to do this season so just look forward to some news coming out on the social media pages about that about whether it's going to happen or not um, you know for for all I care, you know, I, I would love to do a team by team preview, like I was just mentioning, where I have, you know, one big episode that talks about all the teams and I break it up into individual episodes uh, for the blog or something like that. Uh, 
and and then maybe I can get this guy to be on the show throughout the NBA season when he's available. Uh, I don't know if we'll be able to pick a time that we'll regularly do it, but you know, every now and again, have him on the show to talk about things that are on his mind. And it's always good to have a second person. So if you know anybody in the Idaho Falls area who wants to be on the live show, please let me know. Uh, otherwise we can have them call in and have them on the show that way. Uh, it makes things a little bit different for me because I don't have a setup for a phone call like that. Um, I don't know how that even works <laughs> unless you Skype them in and even if I do that, I have to figure out the audio situation so I can hear them without getting uh, feedback through the microphones and all that stuff. So anyways, if you're interested in, in being a part of the NBA content this year as far as podcasts or blogging, uh, get at me. You can su- shoot me an email at hello at abstractsports.com and uh, we'll try to get something going there. All right, that's it for the basketball action. Let's move on to some football. I just realized I didn't play the intro uh, but or the, the transition, so here's the football one. Don't you love how I mention the transitions before I play them? I don't know why I do that. I just I should just roll right into it and make it natural. Um, and I feel like the intros need to be redone at this point. They're very quick. They're like zing and they're done. Uh, I kind of want to expand on them and have some music or something and have it fade out and then have it stop. So maybe I'll I'll work on some stuff. Um, always room to improve, guys. Uh, whatever you're doing, there's always room to improve. Um, I've been doing this for almost two years now or a year and a half at least. And I see ways I can get better every single time, every single episode. Uh, things are always changing. So anyway, I mean, I, I have a lot of filler. Like like right now I'm saying anyway, so anyway, so, 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 um, um, yeah, I do that a lot. And professional podcasters, go. they have editors that weed that stuff out. I don't have the time for that. I'm a one-man squad. I don't have any money to pay anybody. So you get what you get, ladies and gentlemen. Deal with it. <laughs> I'm sure you guys don't mind. I mean, if it was really bad, you would let me know. Uh, (laughs) But let's talk about some NCAA stuff. I'm not going to go over the recaps of last week. Uh, Like what I have been doing is doing a recap and then a preview. Uh, This week, I'm just going to recap the Vandal Bengal game because I didn't watch any of the other games. I did go to the Vandal Bengal game. And I'll probably keep that going forward because where I don't watch a lot of college football, it's hard for me to do a recap of games all I can do really is just talk about the scores. And the NFL games I do watch more of, so I'll at least do a recap of those, whether it is just the score or I go into detail on it about the game. Um, I'll do I'll do both for the NFL. But let's talk about this Vandal game that happened in Pocatello, Idaho, against the Idaho State Bengals. Uh, going into this weekend, or that weekend, into the game, uh, I think ISU was the favorite. They've been playing really good football lately in, in the Big Sky Conference. Uh, they were one one spot above us in the conference, and they were the favorites by like it was like 65% to 35%. And that makes sense because we haven't really figured out our scheme yet, and our quarterback situation is, is rocky at best where we've got a very undersized starting quarterback who's the coach's son, and then a nice-sized uh, quarterback. I, I think he's a sophomore. I'm not entirely sure. I need Micah here for that kind of stuff. But, um, but he can actually see over the line of scrimmage and – and uh, he's got a lot uh, more strength in his arm, can throw the ball downfield. So um, where we don't have things figured out, we were not the favorites. Um, now let me pull up the score of that game. It was not pretty. Um, we ended up losing 62-28. to 28. And uh, let me just pull up some stats here. Idaho State 
Their quarterbacks, Tanner Geller and Gunnar Amos. Gunnar Amos, is, I think he's a wide receiver who did a had a one passing play. It went for 26 yards. It was completed. But Tanner Geller, who's also, uh, I think he's, they must be brothers. There's Mitch Geller and Tanner Geller. Tanner Geller, the quarterback, he threw for uh, 19 attempts, or sorry, 30 attempts, 19 completions. He had 492 yards. 492, okay? But don't it doesn't end there. Tanner Geller had eight total touchdowns. No interceptions. Because our defense sucks. Eight total touchdowns. Are you kidding me? He also ran for 81 yards. He he <laughs> he made up for a total of like 470 yards on his own. Or 570 yards total on his own. Ended up running the ball 11 times, getting snuck out of the pocket. But this dude, he had a couple of big ones. He averaged 7.4 yards a carry. Um, He had more rushing yards than any of their running backs did in that game. Other ones would be James Madison, Ty Flanagan, Kieran Yancey, and Gunnar Amos. Uh, 12 12 carries for 74 yards, 11 for 59, 2 for 11, 2 for 11. So that's... Some dominant quarterback play from the Bengals over the Vandals, anyways. Um, score was fourteen to seven after the first quarter. Uh, the Vandals got the first score. I mean, they they went down and scored pretty quickly, and I was like, man, this is going to be a good game. I cannot wait. And then it was just a blowout from there. Uh, the Bengals ended up scoring twenty one points in the second quarter to our seven, then twenty more in the third, and we had fourteen. We started answering back and forth there for a little bit. They put up seven more in the fourth quarter. And we got zero, totaling for 62 to 28 with a Vandal loss. Bengals improved to four and one. Bengals are now Vandals are two and three. Um, but man, let's look at the receiving here. Mitch Geller, six catches for 184 yards. That's 30 yards plus average. One touchdown. Michael Dean had four touchdown catches. He had four of the eight total that came from Tanner Geller. Um, Six catches for 156, a 26-yard average. DeMonte Horton, two for 113 yards, 56-yard average, one touchdown. Austin Campbell, two touchdowns, three catches for 37 yards. And Trey Bell, one for 26. And then James Madison, two for two, uh, one-yard average. So, yeah, you can say they did pretty good. Uh, <laughs> that's insane to me. Let's look at the Idaho stats. Colton Richardson, who is the backup technically, he went in a little bit earlier this game because uh, Mason Petrino got hurt. I think he like tweaked his wrist at some point in the game, and so they swapped him out kind of early. Colton Richardson threw uh, 20 attempts, had 13 completions for 192 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. And then Mason Petrino was 11 for 22, um, 81 yards. So uh, Colton Richardson may have won over the starting spot there, Um but it's kind of hard to tell because they still did split the reps. Uh, and Petrino came out only because he was kind of hurt. But if he is hurt and he's playing under his abilities, Colton Richardson's going to be the guy. He better be the guy if that's the case. Um, but, I mean, having two touchdowns passing there, um, really our ground game is where we did our best, I would say. Uh, Isaiah Saunders had 19 carries for 144 yards, a 7.6-yard average. Tyrese Walker was 14 for 89 yards, a touchdown. Mason Petrino did run in for a touchdown. That was our first touchdown of the game. Um, he kind of shook a tackle and and slid one off right as he jumped into the end zone. Uh, and that was pretty exciting. We were right there on the goal line to watch that one. 
Um, receiving, we had uh, David Unger, 10 catches for 111 yards. And Connor Whitney, 3 for 43. DJ Lee, 3 for 41. And we had, we had eight receivers who caught passes. Um, but really, there were a lot of mishaps in that game, and it was kind of frustrating to watch. Uh, welcome to the show, Jacob slash Tara. Um, nice to see you in here, just talking about some college football. Uh, went to the, the Vandal game over in Pocatello this Saturday, last Saturday, and um, had a lot of fun. But uh, that's where we're at right now on the show. But yeah, Vangles got the. I keep saying Vangles. <laughs> it's too easy to mess up. But the Vandals got destroyed. Uh, there were a lot of offensive mishaps. I mean, there were a couple plays where the quarterback threw the ball and it just missed the receiver entirely. Like the receiver didn't know the ball was coming to him. Ball just sails over his head. Like clearly not on the same page. Uh, so very frustrating as a Vandal fan and a Vandal alum. But I still had a good time. I mean, I went. I go to these games to have a good time. If we lose, sure, that sucks. We would like to see our team win. But at the same time, it's not very often you get to see the Vandals play the Bengals uh, close to town here like that. And so, you know, I have some friends who are really competitive, and I understand, like, when you get behind, you just don't want to be there to watch it because you get frustrated. Uh, like, Micah, like, Micah gets that way, and that's totally fine. I mean, you can be that way. I just, you know, we paid 20 bucks for the tickets had to drive to Pocatello. It's like a 45-minute drive, uh, to or 45-mile drive, I should say. It's not that not that long of a drive. Um, it's 45 miles away, so you have to travel there. We went and pre-gamed, had some lunch, uh, went to the game, and like at that point, I'm invested to want to stay and watch the entire thing. We ended up leaving like with three minutes to go, where we knew it was just going to be a big loss. Um, we probably should have stayed, but we did want to beat the traffic too. But um, other people left a lot sooner, and that's totally their prerogative. But I'm there to see this, as much of the game as I possibly can. Um, you know, when you have a bunch of people who go with you, it's kind of hard to do that. So, anyway, great time. Had, did some pre-gaming over at this place called, uh, oh, geez, what is it called? It's like, but not buddies. What is it called? It's like a little pub slash deli. And they had really good sandwiches, and uh, of course they had cheap beer. I went, I went Idaho cheap beer, so I'm talking like Pabst Blue Ribbon. I went with some PBRs. Had to keep it as college as possible, so that's what I did. Um, didn't go too hard, obviously. Uh, there are people there. Didn't want to get plastered in front of all my friends and family. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, Vandals got destroyed. Let's move on to some other college games. Uh, there are some key key matchups for Week 7 in NCAA football, boys and girls. And they go a little bit like this. You've got number two, number two ranked Georgia at number 13 LSU. So you've got the underdog in that game at home, 3.30 p.m. Eastern time on CBS. That'll be one you'll want to watch for sure. You've got number seven, University of Washington, a.k.a. UW, at number 17, Oregon. Again, the underdog in that matchup is at home and Oregon has been a good team in the past. They've got flashy uniforms. Will that translate into good play against university of Washington and coach Doug Peterson? Um, I think that's his name, the former Boise state coach. Yeah. I know he went there because when he left Boise state, we were like, Oh snap. Uh, but that's going to be at three 30 PM Eastern time on ABC or ESPN two or watch ESPN app. So you want to tune into that one. And then I just wanted to highlight this one just because it's another state matchup that could be kind of fun. You've got UCLA at Cal, uh, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern time on Pac-12 Network. 
Um, I like to try and feature any kind of in-state rivalries, kind of like the Bengals and the the Bengals, man. I keep saying that. I must stop. Holy cow. The Idaho Bengals. Holy crap. Now I'm getting it all wrong. Idaho State Bengals and the Idaho Vandals. Holy cow. That's really hard. Why did they name those mascots that close to each other? They both end in ALS. They both have a an N right in the same spot, so it's easy to mess up. Man, that's annoying. <laughs> All right, so before we jump into the NFL action, I just want to let you guys know that if you'd like to support the podcast, if you'd like to support Abstract Sports as more than just a reader, listener, or viewer, I want to let you know that you can go to abstractsports.com support. You can make a one-time gift to our PayPal account. That just helps us uh, keep our website online and helps uh, motivate us to continue putting out great content. Obviously, we're going to be doing it anyways, whether you give us a gift or not. But anything really does help. I mean, I like to look at it this way. A dollar a month, not a big deal. Five dollars a month, not a big deal. That's like one coffee. Um, obviously, that money, if you did five bucks a month for a whole year, you're, you're looking at 60 bucks. That'll pay for half of our web hosting. Um, and keep our website online for years to come. So um, that's to help put it in perspective. Obviously, we don't expect you to do anything more than $5 a month. If you do want to do a monthly gift, you can go to anchor.fm slash abstract sports. That where, that's where we um, all of our audio content is hosted, but they have a cool support platform where you can go to anchor.fm slash abstract sports, and there's a button there that says support this podcast. Um you click that button and it gives you a one, five, or ten dollar increment uh, per month donation that goes to our our show and helps keep us going. So if you're feeling generous, hit one of those links and uh, we'll we'll drop them into in the description below and you can support us that way. Uh, or you can even go to abstractsports.com/shop and buy a T-shirt to support the brand, support the grind. All right, back to the show. So a little bit of Week Five recap in the NFL. Uh, I only had a few games on the dot. Well, I guess I had a handful because there were a lot of divisional matchups. I'm just going to rattle through these and talk about the stories behind them. Uh, first, we had the Titans at Bills. So the Titans were on the road after defeating the Philadelphia Eagle champions. Um, they beat them in overtime with a touchdown in the last seconds. Really great game. This was last week, so not this Sunday, but the one before. Uh, but this week they ended up the Titans ended up losing to the Bills 12 to 13. Very low scoring game. Uh, I believe that one went to overtime as well. It was like, no, 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 it didn't. I'm thinking about the Ravens and Ravens Browns. Um and uh or not no wait. Ravens Browns. Yeah, that, that did happen. Uh I'll mention that in a second. Oh, it's right here. Okay. I uh my outline's all messed up, guys. Uh, I'm so sorry. Uh <laughs> Anyways, Titans lose. Sorry, Michael. Sorry, Micah. Uh, Ravens at Browns. That game was just a bunch of a handful of field goals. Really, it was like nine to nine going into overtime. But the Browns got yet another win in yet another overtime game. What is it with the overtime games this year? Are the refs doing this on purpose? Are they calling plays to pull things back and extend out the games? Is that how they're planning on getting the NFL's ratings up or or what? I don't get it. But, um, man, it's exciting football, though. I'll tell you that much. Uh, yeah, 
Browns another win. So now they are 2-2-1. Two, two and one. That's a hell of a record. <laughs> uh, it was a divisional matchup too, so pretty big win for the Browns, honestly. Then I, I wanted to talk about the Raiders-Chargers. I didn't watch that game, but um, I wanted to highlight it because it is a divisional matchup and it's a California matchup. So uh, Raiders did take the L. Sorry, Clayboy. Uh, sorry about your loss, literally. Uh, but they lost 10-26. to 26. Then you have the Cardinals at Niners, another divisional matchup. Cards beat the Niners 28-18. to 18. And then another divisional, Rams at Seahawks. Rams beat the Seahawks 33-31. From what I understand, that was a... Uh, a throw that was a shootout we didn't really expect it to be but it was um and uh i'll tell you in fantasy football my brother i was playing against my brother michael and he had jared goff and cooper cup cooper cup went out early with an injury lucky for me sorry for cooper cup obviously get better soon um more on the fantasy stuff later but the Rams were pretty lucky to get a win against the seahawks in in a situation like that where they had two of their main guys go down uh, so Jared Goff had to make it happen with Todd Gurley and the rest of the crew. Um, and how about that guy, Drew Brees? I watched that game just so that I can watch this dude break records, and, man, did he did he sling. He did do it. Uh, he surpassed Peyton Manning for the most passing yards in an NFL career at, like, 73,000-something I don't remember the exact number, but he put up like 293 passing yards. Or no, it was like 363 passing yards. Um, he had to, you know, he needed like 190 or something like that to get it, but he had that number by halftime. So uh, it was pretty cool. He had his kids come down, the kids and his wife come down on the field to congratulate him. They, they, The Saints actually ended up getting a penalty for the celebration. Like, where is the, where's the class in that? Like, let the man celebrate. He just broke one of the hardest records to break in NFL history, and you're penalizing them for celebrating. That's ridiculous. Um, it was like a planned celebration. You know, like the Hall of Fame inductee people, they had they came down with white gloves on, took the ball. It's going to go into the Football Hall of Fame. Uh, pretty cool situation, but even in moments like this, Drew Brees goes up to his kids, and he just tells all he tells his two boys and his daughter, he's like, you can do anything in this life if, if you put in the work. All you have, put in the uh, hard effort, hard fought effort, put in the work, and you can accomplish anything in life. And after the game, I believe it was, it was Michelle Tafoya who was interview, interviewing uh, Drew Brees. And she was like, uh, Do you even remember what you said to your kids after you broke the record? And he's like, Probably what I tell them every night before they go to bed and that's that they can accomplish anything in life if they just put their mind to it and put in the hard work anything can happen so pretty cool emotional moment in the nfl um and it's so cool to have a guy like drew Brees, who's a poster child uh for the nfl uh somebody who um he embodies what it means to be a professional athlete he carries himself well off the field very professional guy uh plays the quarterback position to its uh purest form so you know just a throwing a throwing dude he's a he chucks the ball everywhere um he needed one more touchdown to hit 500 um that would have been interesting because tom brady just did the exact same thing uh so within a week of each other they could have both hit 500 (laughs) a pretty interesting story but anyway so shout out to drew Brees. congratulations my guy 
Uh, more records to be broken soon. I am sure of it. Now for the week six previews. I'm going to rattle through these. Really nothing too important here. The Lions and Saints have a bye this week. Uh, so Drew Brees won't be able to get that 500th touchdown until week number seven. And you know he will. The dude does not not score a touchdown in a game. Uh You've got Philadelphia Eagles at New York Giants. This game is a divisional matchup. It is the Thursday night game going on tomorrow night, 8.20 p.m. Eastern Time, 6.20 Mountain Time. Um, I will definitely be watching this one because I have laundry to do, and I always do it on Thursdays when football is happening at my brother's house. So I'll be there. Uh, Eagles are 2-3 and three right now. Giants are 1-4. and four. Giants really struggling. Um they lost last week to a, a, a game-ending field goal winner by uh, Gano of the Panthers. He tied the record with a 63-yarder to beat the Giants. And the Giants had a pretty good game. He, uh, Eli Manning threw a bomb. Uh, OBJ actually threw a bomb touchdown to Saquon Barkley. Uh, interesting turn of events there, but still ended up getting the loss after performing so well. Um, and after the game, I believe that OBJ... He was in a video with Lil Wayne, and it was like an interview with people, and he threw Eli Manning under the bus saying that he's not performing well, and uh, that was his way about uh, that was his way of critiquing his quarterback instead of talking to him in person. So some drama going on yet again for the Giants. Um, all of it comes after Eli Manning, or not Eli Manning, uh, OBJ signs the biggest contract in NFL history, I believe. Uh, it's just massive. Highest paid football player in the NFL right now. Uh, so yeah, Giants or Eagles at Giants, uh, tomorrow night. Look forward to that one. That should be fun. And then you've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Atlanta Falcons. That is the early morning game on Sunday, 1 PM Eastern time. So 11 o'clock my time, it'll be the Bucks at Falcons yet again. Uh, one o'clock on Fox, be there, be square. That's a divisional matchup. That's why I'm highlighting it. And then you've got the Steelers at Bengals, another matchup. It's AFC North Divisional, 1 o'clock Eastern time as well. That one's on CBS. Um, but I typically watch most of the games on a Sunday morning when I'm doing laundry. So I'll be on all the channels. So there you go. But now that that's out of the way, let me just tell you about some stupid fantasy football stuff that went down. Okay? I want to just point out that I lost in all four of my leagues. And I will say that maybe I'm losing in, in one league because I'm paying too much attention to other leagues, even though I don't believe that's the case. I feel like I'm paying attention to this one league the most. So I am defeated in this money league that I'm in. It's a $20 buy-in. I'm 0-5 right now. Basically can't make the playoffs at this point unless I were to go off the sheet and win every single week from here on out. Then maybe. I'm like four games back, and it only goes through 13 weeks, I think. So pretty damn near impossible. I would barely end positive if I did that. <laughs> you know, obviously, I'd be like eight and five. Pretty bad. But here's what happened. I had Isaiah Crowell on my bench, and early in the morning, Keltron and I were walking to the coffee shop to go get some work done. And I'm watching, the, watching a game. I'm checking my scores. And he goes off for like a 70, 80-yard touchdown run. 
immediately 16 points right there. He ended up having 32 some odd points, and he's on my bench. Let me tell you how much I lost to my brother by. 0.1 points. There was a score correction after the fact. I lost by 0.1. I didn't the score correction was not in my favor. I mean, I mean obviously it wasn't, but no, the the score correction was in my favor. I was down by 1.9 or no like like 2.1. I got 2 points back, so I lost by 0.1. Pretty ridiculous, man. I'm not going to lie. All sorts of things had to happen for that to happen. Let me just list a few of them off. <laughs> uh, Cooper Cup got hurt. He was out of the game most of the time for the Rams. So Jared Goff couldn't throw touchdowns to him. Jared Goff didn't put up massive numbers like he has this season either. Why is my camera freaking out? Okay. So Cooper Cup went out. That was good for me. Didn't matter. I had my defense which was the Washington Redskins, to play on Monday night against Drew Brees and his record-breaking self. All they had to do was go positive, and I win the game. I win the week. Well, they didn't. They went, like, minus two. And I, you know, we have a chat, a group chat for our fantasy football league, and, you know, a little bit of crap, smack talk happens in there, but... um Really, it's just like trade conversations and you know general hoopla. Well, <laughs> I get a chat from Micah saying, you know what's funny is you could have just benched your defense and you would have won automatically. And I was already pissed that my defense gave up the points and I was already mad that I had to get to that point. And I almost like, I felt like I had to play my defense out of like, just like courtesy, like, oh my, they're in, I play them. But I'm not going to lie, before the game started, I was looking at, like, what can I trade? What if I traded the Redskins defense for the the Saints defense? But I was looking at the numbers, and, like, the Saints have been averaging 1.5 points. Redskins have been aver- averaging a lot more, but they hadn't faced a team like the Saints yet either. So I'm like, well, shoot, I'll just stay with the Redskins. We'll be okay. I didn't think about benching them because I wasn't going to drop them. I wouldn't have a defense. I didn't even think about benching him. Uh, and Micah tells me that. And I'm just like, bleepity bleep. <laughs> I'll just say that. Bleepity bleep. And I just ta- I messaged him back. And I'm like, well, thanks for making this feel a lot better, dick. Like, <laughs> I have nothing else, nothing good to say. I'm just like, I'm done. I texted my brother. I'm like, GG. And at that point, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm up by two. I know I'm going to lose. I need... I need... Basically, at that point in the game, Drew Brees, if he had scored a touchdown, I'd have lost. And in scoring that touchdown, he would have got the yardage that would have given me negative five points on my defense. Um, So, like, all the bad beats that can possibly happen. You know, like, my team gives up 450-plus yards, therefore they lose two more points, plus the touchdowns, the points allowed. All of that just went wrong, and I lost yet again. 0-5. 0 oh, and 5. And I've had like three games this year where they have been that close and I just can't get a win. It pisses me off. And I'm a competitive person. I feel like I pay attention. I'm trading people off waivers. I've traded made two trades this year. That's two more than I've made the last three or four years put together. 
I'm doing things to try and help my team because I'm on bottom. I should be taking risks. I should be trying to gain guys. And I have got some great guys. But it just isn't enough. And it's really, really frustrating. So my, my team name, I changed it. My team name is now The Bitter Bad Beats. Because I am very bleeping bitter. I'm so bitter. Like I am... Ugh, makes me so mad that I cannot get a win in this league. I'm, I just took my first loss in my other league. I'm four and one there. That's a money league too. I'm feeling pretty good. Other two leagues, I'm like two and two, or undefeated. Not anymore. Four and one in two leagues. Two and I, I think two and three in one other league, and and then zero oh and five. Like, how I, I was second to pick overall. I was second. Who did I take? Antonio Brown. Thank goodness I didn't take Le'Veon Bell. I would be livid because dude's been out. Like he hasn't been playing because he's holding out for a bigger, a bigger deal. I would be pissed because last year in this same league, I took David Johnson and he was injured for the year. And obviously you can't blame the players. You just got to blame the luck of the situation. That's just fantasy sports for you. Everything that can go wrong will go wrong. And there are so many factors that even if you think that you're the best, one guy could just underperform. One guy could get hurt. Maybe you're playing a defense that's way better than the offensive players you have. There are so many things that you have to decipher. And when you're in multiple leagues, you can't pay as much attention to one or another. So my lesson to you that I've learned this year especially don't be in too many friggin' leagues if you want to compete. Next year, I have a feeling I'm going to be in two leagues, and they're both going to be money leagues, and that's it. That way I can put all my time and effort into them. But anyways, those are my fantasy football blunders. I'll let you know what the bitter bad beats do next week to get a loss. <laughs> be sure to follow and subscribe to all of our socials. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Just look for Abstract Sports. Look for the the, uh, the logo of the A with the S running through it. It'll say Abstract Sports. It's pretty clear. Uh, give us a follow. Give us a like. And, and let us know what kind of content you'd like to see so we can give you some more of it. Uh, if you'd like to get involved as a writer or have your own podcast about sports, let us know. Uh, just email hello at abstractsports.com or go to abstractsports.com slash contact and send us an email via our contact form. Um, because we're always looking to add writers. I feel like everybody out there likes to talk about sports, even if you're not a big fan of sports, because there are other things to sports that are not sports related, like, you know, the fact that we're all people uh, and sports can impact things on a bigger scale rather than just on the field or the court. So get at me if you want to start your own thing. Uh, but of course, don't forget to go to abstractsports.com support, make a one-time gift, or go to anchor.fm slash abstract sports. Hit that support the podcast button and make a monthly contribution if you want to support your boy and the brand. Uh, that's all I've got for you guys for episode 65. I uh, hope you guys tune in next week. We'll be doing some NBA action because the season tips off on Tuesday. Who knows? Maybe I'll do a show on Monday. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Don't quote me on any of that. I don't know when we're doing the show. Ah, plan on Wednesday. <laughs> All right, that's all I got for you guys. I'll see you next week. Peace out.